From the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios, high atop two Turtle Creek, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. It's your host, Ryan Trimble, coming to you once again from our fantastic, comfy, cozy studios here on Turtle Creek. And I'm joined today once again by the man with a full heart and clear eyes. Some might even say he has 2020 vision. He is Sean Williams. Sean, good day, sir. I'm so mad that you beat me to the 2020 dad joke. Like I <laughs> have been waiting for two weeks now to issue that. And in the first 30 seconds, you take that. Yeah, well. Welcome to the new year. That's right. I came back fully rested and I'm ready. I'm fully ready dad joked up. <laughs> That's right. I spent a lot of time being a dad over the holidays. So uh, watched a lot of Frozen, Sean, about 9,000 times I watched Frozen. I'm still, I still haven't seen Frozen 2, which I know I you probably either. still have it least 5,000 more times to see Frozen 1 first, yeah. but I would like to get in on Frozen but 2. But don't let it go, Sean. Don't let it go. You did come with all the fire of dad That's jokes, right. right? Game on, everybody. Game on. Yeah, I'm still, excuse my voice, I'm still getting over some sort of sinus allergy, hay fever. I am a fan of the, the Ludens. Is that what it's uh, called? That's right. You yeah, are. I like you that. Are. Although you're, you know, when your days as a bag man, um, as I look at, <laughs> I, I, I bet right now you have some halls in that have bag a right halls, now. Halls, lemon, honey, yeah, yeah, menthol. Right cool meter of four out of five. <laughs> I, could, I could use a lozenge, but you know, I think the, the theme of 2020 is like play on, play through. And so I'm going to just suck it up and make it through this first initial episode of Deconstructing Dallas, horse voice and all. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me too. Um, so it's so cloudy out though, man. It's like foggy. And I mean, I, I hate to like date the episodes and stuff, but it is like, it looks like a dystopian. If you look at these, the smoke that's billowing up it looks like some sort of dystopian <laughs> existence here here in uptown <laughs> oh, sean man. came back with big words for the new year I big like words it. big energy i yeah, mean I'm, right. I'm ready oh, i'm ready right. i'm ready that's for right. a great year you know we we finished the year strong uh here in our um public affairs practice in the firm but i'm ready for a great 2020 ready to bring us new clients ready to uh give all we have for our existing customer base that's right you know if you if you find yourself in need whoever's listening <laughs> to this you know of of a public affairs firm here in dallas or wherever you may be listening or i mean hey we'll come over and hang pictures or you know paint whatever you need whatever we're, we're you here need. to serve our clients and serve you, our listeners. So, so give us a call at 214-871-7723. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, Sean, it's a big year. It's a big start to a new decade. And um, what do you think? What's on the docket? Well, I know we got the MLK parade coming up, which I think is going to be extremely fun yeah i'm really excited i i will be uh attending with uh smu president gerald turner one of our great clients uh with with the the outstanding hardworking uh man with the plan uh brad sheaves from smu um both those gentlemen will be riding the parade on on uh, mlk day um 
I got to ride with them a couple years ago. I actually walked it. Uh, President Turner was on the float waving, uh, you know, wrist elbow, wrist elbow. <laughs> He's got it down. It's really interesting. He told me, you know, when they when they start, when SMU really got involved, uh, you know, not a lot of people could believe that SMU was in the MLK parade. And now they're a staple of the parade, and people are really fired up to see them. I think they've been doing it eight, nine, maybe I'm close to a decade, if not right at a decade now, Sean. So uh, I know you always, you know, have a full day of it to make sure Dr. Turner is <laughs> where he right. needs to be, when he needs to be there. That's right. It is a long parade for anybody who has not gone, but it is a fun parade. Yeah, get your steps in if you're going to walk the parade. It's uh, it's great. And um uh, it's a lot of fun, so I'll be I'll be ponied up. Uh, look forward to seeing everybody along the parade route. Uh, I I'm guessing I'll be walking it again because uh, I mean, come on, 2020 goals to get back on the step challenge here. That'd be good. Yeah, I, I actually have a goal. Not to digress, of 355 350 miles for the year. That's my. So it's not in steps. I'm, I'm measuring it in miles this year. Almost a mile a day. Yeah. About okay. That. Yeah. I'm excited. Also, um, the MLK Scholarship Awards Gala, and that's going to be, and I, that's exciting. I, I went last year, uh, which is real cool. The uh, speaker was Michael Eric Dyson. Uh, this year, the keynote speaker is Andrew Gillum, former. Gu- gubernatorial candidate from Florida, I believe. Yeah. Um, and the MC is going to be our friend and one of the hardest working men in media in Dallas, Damon Fernandez. Uh, and that's going to be on Saturday, January 18th. So I better hurry up and get this up uh, for this to be relevant. <laughs> if not, we'll just talk about how it went after. That's right. But that's, that's right. I, I've, I've gone to a couple of those uh, programs as well. And again, last year uh, was awesome. So um, a lot of great MLK celebrations coming, including, uh, and this one I'm doing off of memory, but I think on the 20th, the Dallas Institute is having their annual MLK um, program as well, which is always um, a fun event too. So a lot of MLK activities. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, Sean, I know you've been, uh, you ended the year on uh, going strong with Four Oak Cliff and you recently uh, were at an event with Four Oak Cliff. Uh, Tell us about that. Well, this past weekend, um, a lot of folks here in Dallas know there was a shooting incident where a 15-year-old took a gun into a basketball game at Ellis Davis Fieldhouse and um, shot an individual, another um, 18-year-old, and I believe an officer um, or law enforcement personnel on site was also injured in that incident. And after that, Taylor Toynes, who is the executive director and co-founder of Four Oak Cliff, our client, basically called a meeting, sent out text messages, posted to social media, media, and asked for people to come to the community center there at Glendale Shopping Center to see how they could help affect change. And there were about 100 people who responded to that call, including uh, law enforcement. Um, I know there were um, there was Chief Ray. Well, I call him Chief Reyes. Chief Reyes was there. Um, Joe Lee Robinson from Community Affairs. Um, Sergeant Quigg from Gang Unit was there. There were a number of uh, community leaders, including Casey Thomas, Councilmember Casey Thomas, Audrey Hooper from NAACP. Uh, Lynn McBee was there. Uh, uh, Reverend Donald Parrish was there. So a lot of community leaders, about 100, and it was very organized. 
a lot of folks broke into groups. There was a talk about what can we do about mental health, talk about what we can do about uh, from a crime standpoint, mentoring, education. So I was encouraged. Taylor offered to open his space up at least every other Thursday to continue the conversation. And um, again, with Four Oak Cliff being a client of ours, we're looking forward to not only keeping everyone apprised on just what uh, may be done as it relates to this, but also we want to make sure we get Taylor on to the podcast so we can introduce uh, our listeners to the great work he's he's doing. Yeah, well, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the leadership role on that, Sean. I mean, you are a doer when it comes to uh, doing stuff in the community. So thank you for for all your hard work, and thank you, Taylor, for opening up. Uh, opening up your doors man speaking of a doer in the community we had one on with us before the holidays we did not get to post the um the interview but we got to talk with keith vinson from the ymca and who has had a long career with the organization in different parts of the country and we're fortunate to have here him here in dallas um and fortunate to have ymca also as a new client uh, that we recently brought on yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, everybody knows it. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. Sorry, Dad. Man, jokes. You are. I mean, man, I'm just on it. You can't stop. Today. I can't stop. But uh, yeah, it really, uh, really a great conversation. Um, was was it, it was fun to sit down with Keith and, and hear about his his story and how he got to Dallas and uh, really appreciate his new focus on uh, swim lessons around the community so we can um, you know help people be safe uh, during the summer months even. In, you know, if you got an indoor pool or at the Y or wherever. So, uh, yeah, and Keith is vice president of operations, so um, he's been instrumental in in various Ys. I know um, he worked a lot with the um, Oak Cliff Y, the um, Moreland Y, and so um, we had a great conversation with Keith. I, I'm glad that we're finally having the opportunity to share this with our folks. Well, let's uh, do just that right after this uh, quick break, Sean. Stick with us as Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Thanks for tuning in. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, and I'm sitting here with two dapper gentlemen, right, getting ready for Christmas. Sean, I knew you, Keith was coming in, so yeah, I had to. You had to step right. up your yeah. game, Sean. Yeah. And well, of course, I know how Sean is all the time. <laughs> I mean, whether right. it's in person, whether it's on Twitter. That's right. Sean, I'm pleased that we are joined today by Keith Vinson, Vice President of Operations for the YMCA. Yes, Keith, sir. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So, so tell us, tell us about uh, your background. How did you find yourself at the YMCA? YMCA. Um, so we go back uh, 20 plus years mm-hmm. and uh, needing a job. Uh-huh. And so uh, in Virginia, where it's home for me, uh, I had a friend to reach out to me, say, from Nashville, Tennessee, to say, hey, man, got this job open at the YMCA by the outreach director. I was like, cool. I said, but I just took this job last week down in Atlanta with this parachurch ministry. 
And so with the parachurch ministry, it's all about donations. Mm -hmm. And so the gentleman said, you know, we got to raise the funds. So I'm newly married. And, um, you know, in order to keep the honey in the in the moon, (laughs) um, uh, I'm like, uh, we need a little income. We got it. But a month went by and the guy was like, I was still haven't raised the money. So I reached back out to my friend who told me about the job. And so next thing you know, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, working as outreach director. And now that starts off a 20 plus year career going from Nashville uh, to Southampton Roads, YMCA, left the Y. When I say ran away from the Y for a couple of years, uh, thinking that the grass was a little bit green on the other side to work with Parks and Rec. And so came running back home, um, went down to Charlotte, North Carolina. And then from Charlotte, I'm out here in Dallas. So. I, I'm interested to know, you know, you mentioned your locations, but also what are some of the jobs that you've done with the Y? Yeah, so started off, as I said, outreach director, then went out to from Nashville to uh, Southampton Roads, was executive director. And the cool part about that job, executive director of the Effingham YMCA, was that that was the Y that my mom uh, was a member of. That was That's the cool. Y that my mom grew up in and they had the high school dances in. That was the city that I was born in. And so that was like, you know, the sun kind of coming back home. Um, And so that was a good experience there. And um, then from there, went to work with assistant uh, director for parks and recreation with the city of Portsmouth, Virginia. And then from there, went down to Charlotte as executive director of the Macquarie YMCA. And then now out here as vice president of operations. And in your current role, tell us a little bit about about what all that covers. I know you've got a a big portfolio that you handle. Yeah, the portfolio is South Dallas County with the Moreland and the Oak Cliff wine, and then Waxahachie Y and the Irvin Y. And so with that, uh, my core job is I sit directly at the Moreland and Oak Cliff Y, and it really is to be that ambassador for the Y in the community. Um, so yes, we have a lot of programs. We have directors that run those directly, but my key role is to make sure that you know people are liking the YMCA. So that looks like uh, board development, getting key people on my board. That looks like me being involved in the community on different things. And Sean and I share, uh, we're on a board to, together at uh, up at Town View, and that also running the day-to-day operations uh, of the facilities. And so also I have a couple of initiatives uh, in the, an association that I get the chance to work in. One, the biggest one is uh, our diversity and inclusion um, committee. That team right there, we've done some amazing things on our, our uh, current CEO, Kirk Hazelbaker, who's given us really the freedom to just make sure that people to know about the Dallas YMC as it relates to diversity. Also heading up our character development uh, initiative in the association to make sure that um, characters um, develop not just in the child, but our approach to it is that how do we help coach and teach our adults to be role models for our young people. Normally it is, here's the curriculum, train the kids. But we're saying to our adult leaders is that you have to be the role model for the kid first. And so we're trying to uh, go on with that route right now. Um, So those are some of the uh, initiatives and uh, oversight of my operations that I get to do. And you've had a a 20 year career with, with the Y and an organization, historic organization, goes back many, many years. But even during your time, what would you say are some of the the changes that you've seen in the organization um, from from when you just started? Yeah, some of the major changes is that we've, um, when you follow the Y's uh, career, so we take a look at George Williams. George Williams was the founder of the YMCA. 
His initiative was to train up young boys to be active in the community. So these boys, what we would consider today, they were kind of out on the streets, kind of running amok. And he said, hey, guys, come in here. Uh, let me give you some let's uh, give you some values. Let's uh, put some physical education along with this. And that is transcendent time. And so now what you get is we are um, large part in the fitness, the health and fitness and well-being. Um, and also you, of course, you know about us through uh, basketball, being the founder of basketball, being the founder of volleyball. Um, but many people don't know that we also founder of Father's Day also. So those type of initiatives that have come through the Y. Um, and I've just seen in my 20 year career is that the Y has been very consistent at making sure that we're reaching out. And the thing that we got to do today, it is how do we involve technology in that mm-hmm. process now? How do we utilize social media in this process of making sure that people um, know about the message of the YMCA? And the YMCA is just not about uh, gym and swim. The YMCA is truly about community and how we involve many different people in the outreach programs that we have. Man, that's so cool. You know, I, I've always felt like the YMCA is is one of the best at doing grassroots in a community. And so, you know, to whatever community you know, they find themselves in. They're, they're there. People are just like, hey, yeah, we're going to the Y to play ball or to do whatever they do. So uh, in in your time, um, you know, what what are some of your favorite stories of, of community involvement that you've seen? Yeah, so favorite stories. Um, I'll go to, uh, for several years, we partner along with Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, Concord, Antioch, and we did this uh, giveaway during the Christmas time. And what was so special about it was that when you think about, sometimes when you think about our mega churches, uh, they have the ability and the influence to do their own thing individually. But yet you have these leaders that came together, and we'll add in Dart um, in there, all these leaders came together. It's like, hey guys, let's do one big project. And what's happened with that is that as that particular partnership phased out, because uh, we had kind of reached our peak with that, another organization came right in. And so this same energy level of reaching out um, has has, uh, has come in and then take place. And so that was probably one of the most powerful things because it was gentlemen coming around the table who had this vision for the community to be able to reach out and come together and say that we have to make this thing happen right here. Yeah. And, um, and that friendship still lives today where we can call on each other we're a resource for each other so as we as our clients come through our doors and needing particular things we are a great referral for for each other this is sean williams ryan tremble we've been speaking with keith benson vice president of operations for ymca here in dallas uh, we're going to take a break we're going to come right back and finish our conversation hang with us we'll be right back Communities tend to work side by side with their neighbors, 
to make sure that everyone, no matter what their background, has the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive. Without the proper resources, communities begin to fall behind and are not connected to others around them. At the Oak Cliff YMCA, we are the solution to that problem. We are committed to strengthening communities through healthy living, youth development, and social responsibility. A healthier and stronger community now awaits you at the Oak Cliff YMCA. Stop by 6701 Southampton Road, take a tour, and ask how you can make an impact in our community. Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Brian Trimble. We are with Keith Benson, Vice President of Operations for the YMCA. I am getting style tips. Just, I'm like really trying to see how you put this combination together. Like it's always a bow tie. You know, he's got the pocket sharp. square. You know, I'm, I'm taking notes. Uh, Keith, one of the things that, and, and YMCA is, is a new client for us here at Alamedia. So we're starting to learn a lot about what you guys do and, and the more inner workings of the Y. But one thing that I've been interested to learn is how important water safety is and how uh, much of a value that is into the Y. And so I wanted to, to talk about, you know, where you see uh, the opportunities to, to increase the awareness of people around water safety. Yeah, so water safety is is huge for us. Um, and the story I tell people uh, is it was about five, four or five years ago, uh, families walking down Trinity River. There's mom, dad, and the child. And it's having a good time scrolling down. All of a sudden, the child breaks away and falls into the Trinity River. Mom being mama bear, right? She goes after the child. But child can't swim. Mom can't swim. And now dad is has this dilemma like, who am I going to save? And at the end of that, the child ended up drowning. A family should not have to be put in that situation right there. The YMCA is absolutely there for families like that who <clears throat> we want to break up the generational cycle. And so we don't take the child to the beach, to the river, to near water because they didn't learn how to swim and then grandmother didn't learn how to swim. And so we're trying to break that cycle with our what we call SAW, Safety Around Water Program, trying to teach people about water safety. And so we've been focusing for on our youth um, with this for several years. And so we've worked with DSD to bring them into our Park Southwide to teach kids year round um, how to swim. During the summertime, we're going out to apartment complex, teaching people how to swim. And now this summer coming up, we're going to focus in on our adults also because, again, they're not bringing the child because they don't know how. And so we want to, again, cut off this generational cycle. We're going to teach our youth and we're going to teach our adults about safety around water. How's the response been in the communities you serve about water safety? Man, it's been incredible. Um, our, from a media standpoint, 
the media gets behind that to be able to open up the doors for us to be able to share our story about um, how we're doing that. Mm -hmm. The apartment complexes across the Metroplex have been excited about that for us to bring in this opportunity. They're paying us to be able to come into their apartment complexes. We're raising money behind this as well to be able to teach um, these different lessons in apartment complexes as well, as well as using our own facility. We talked about this a little bit in some of our meetings, and for some reason, we always call it adult swim lessons. I mean, it's, whenever we talk about, like for me, I always say I need some adult swim lessons. Either yes. way, I mean, I, I learned how to swim, but it was minimal. I mean, I think I would do enough to be safe, but at the same time, I also feel like it would be important to even go take a refresher for me, yeah. so mm-hmm. that I can, you know, I, I want to swim laps, right. but I can't do that currently. Right. So, you know, I think for, even for adults, like you said, for families, but a lot of people feel like they may be too old or out of, but I think it could be for everybody. It is. It's absolutely for everybody because, again, the, when you think about swimming laps, that is the best exercise overall exercise that you can do. I mean, you get your cardio in there, you get your strength in there, um, but then it, it just affords you more opportunity to be free. When you go on the vacation, who doesn't want to go to the island, right, for vacation? Mm-hmm. But then when you, you know, the best that you can do is just put your toes in the water, right? Like, you want to put your whole body in there, bring the child out there that plays and catch the, catch the waves. But, you know, as we teach, um, before we even get to the swim lessons, what we do is teach about just safety around water. Mm-hmm. So let's deal with you at the beach and you got your toes in there. What if you slip and fall? How do you handle yourself yeah. in there? What if you are in the bathtub with, you know, the, um, the toddler or the, the young child is in the bathtub? What do they need to do to be mm-hmm. safe around the water? Um, but we get to that part right there first, and then we get to the swim lesson because we want to make sure that people have a great experience when they're around water at any given time. You painted such a good picture, Ryan. You talked about the beach and the islands. Ryan is talking about Hawaii. I'm already so there. Like, I'm already he's speaking his language. Like, honey, I need, I you need you swim lessons so we can go to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> you guys finish this episode. I'll be at the beach. That's that's funny. Yeah, no, I um, you know, I remember I was very strong at the doggy paddle when I was about six years old. Uh-huh. I was I was on the swim team. You know, lucky enough, I got you know was was able to go to the local pool. Grew, grew mm-hmm, up in Albuquerque right. and. You know, got swim lessons and did some swim team stuff when I was younger. But, you know, now that I'm a parent, and I've, I've, we have a three-year-old, and I feel like more and more we're going to more birthday parties, and there's going to be more pools. And our neighbors are, you know, they're excited. They're having, putting in the pool. So mm-hmm. I feel like this, you know, this pool thing is something you don't think about, you know, if you, if you didn't grow up around it. And so, man, that's really exciting. Yeah, so we're making it a huge part of our strategic plan for the Dallas YMCA um, is that we want to make sure that people know about how to be safe around the water. Because when you do go over, we're in Dallas, there's a lot of people who have backyard pools. And man, you want to you want to feel that when you send your child over to somebody else's house, if you don't have one, that you know they know what to expect when they come around the pool. Yeah, because at, at a party, not everybody's paying attention to each kid. I mean, it's chaos. And so if one kid slips and is under the water or you know another group's horsing around in the water over here it's like you right. know it could be tragic i mean a couple of years ago mom is at the she's uh, lives in an apartment she brings her uh child I believe it was uh, about three or four kids that she had 
three of her yeah. children passed away. Mm-hmm. I mean, who wants who wants that on them? Yeah. And so we have Sad. to we have to get this message out. And that's part of the you know message that you guys are going to help us to do is to get that word out about our saw program, the safety around water, so that people can know what to expect when they get around water. Yeah. So this is Keith Benson, Vice President of Operations for the YMCA here in Dallas. And Keith, um, this is kind of our last episode of the year, and we're doing a little forecasting and looking forward into 2020. So, you know, tell us some of the things you're excited about with the Y looking looking ahead to 2020. Yeah. One of the big pieces I'm excited about is that um, we're going to take a stab at how to get around this mental health. Um, like that's a huge issue that is hanging out there. And absolutely, that's a space where the YMCA can support. So when people come into the YMCA, YMCA is a place where people can just relax. You don't know who's on that treadmill next to you. You don't know who's in that lap lane next to you, because when you come in, you got on shorts, T-shirt. I got on shorts and T-shirt. You don't know. But we're just communicating um, because when you come to the Y, the, pl- the Y is a place of, is a safe haven. That is where people come to relax. That is where people come to have that downtime at so that they can have be mentally fresh, you know, when they leave the Y. Yeah, that's very cool. Keith, if, if our listeners wanted to, to find you and the Y, uh, where should we send them on online and on social media? So for me, uh, I'm big on LinkedIn. So look me up, uh, Keith Vinson uh, on LinkedIn. Um, also find me on Twitter at KO Vinson. And, um, and of course, uh, check out our website at ymcadallas.org. Well, Keith, I'm 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 been threatening to take these swim lessons for a while, so I'm big <laughs> on 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 goals and resolutions. So I might put that on my list for 2020. Okay, so we're gonna I'll, I'll be checking the registrations. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll check that out. I mean, hey, I'm talking, I'm putting it out in the ethos, so maybe you know it'll take. But if I write it down in my book now, okay, it'll be. And so, can I put it on Twitter also that you're gonna be out there? I'll, I'll send you a DM. At Sean I'll, send you, I'll send you a DM first, yeah, and then you can retweet. Tweeted after that. <laughs> well, this has been uh, Deconstructing Dallas with Keith Vincent. Keith, thanks for coming in with us. Thank you. And we're going to be right back after this. Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We'll be right back. Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. Uh, man, I forgot how much fun that was with Keith. Yeah, this is great. Uh, good start to 2020. Our third year, Sean, starting yes. off the yes. third year of Deconstructing Dallas with a bang. Thank you, Keith. And thank you, Sean. Who would have thought? Three years. <laughs> like I, after the first two episodes when our producer quit, I kind of thought that we were done with that experiment. <laughs> That's but right. lo and behold, here we are. That's right. Well, thanks to you for uh, picking up the slack and producing this darn thing. So uh, congratulations, my friend. Well, man, we have to go out 
just doing what we've been doing for the last three years or going on our third year is talking a little sports. Um, you know, I don't I don't want to get too much into Cowboys and hiring a new coach, which is fine. Uh, but football is still going. I am more interested in the teams that are actually That's playing right. football. This is the always clairvoyant Sean Williams. I feel a prediction coming on, Sean. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go Kansas City. And in San Francisco, Kansas City, San Francisco. I will take Tennessee, San Francisco, because I don't want to see the Packers in there, man. I, I don't want to see the Packers. I, I would probably, I'd be fine with any combination that does yeah. not involve the Packers. I don't know, man. I just was watching, the, you know, watching Tennessee last weekend just completely dominate. Pretty amazing. I mean, those guys are seem to be on a roll. We'll see if they can keep it up against uh, good old Pat Mahomes. I'm kind of thinking about jerseys and like <laughs> it would be it would be cool to see the Packers and the Chiefs because that is taking it way old school to the original. But but nah, I'm good. SB one. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, the, the, that'd be great. It'd be a great uniform matchup with with San Francisco and Kansas City. I think. Yeah, fine. a lot of red, but that'd be fine. Hey, it's I'd all be right. Okay with that. It's all right. Um, SMU, um, some good, some bad for the ponies. Yeah, know. you know we'll see. They, you know they they were uh, thirteen and this is twelve and two. Dropped a, a, a you know a tough game that you really want to win at East Carolina. Um, you know, dropped that game by three. Had a had a tough one on the road the other night at Houston. Host Temple on Saturday night. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, the Mustangs can get uh, get things back on track. That's uh, a lot going in America. I saw Wichita State lost. I mean, that is a bang them yeah. up conference, you guys. Memphis, got Cincinnati. You know, I think Memphis won last night. Yeah, yeah. I watched some of that game. Yeah, it's a uh, you know shout out to my buddy Cody Topper, my my longest know, oldest time friend, is on the staff there with Penny Hardaway and. Um, it's funny he was you know when he got that job it was like the his two girls had little memphis cheerleading uniforms and he's all in and talking you know talking smack to me about the ponies and so Do they play here i this was year? like hey man yeah on uh, february 22nd so okay I, somewhere in there february 8th somewhere okay. in there okay. uh so I will be at that, but I will be wearing bright red. Of course you will. And, and finally, you know that I've been more on the NBA tip, and so yeah, I, I did. Have. I did watch. I did go see two Mavs games over the holidays. The first game, Luke, Luca was back, but no Porzingis, which is still. I think without Porzingis, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be just mostly 500. Yeah, which will get them in the playoffs. I think because of how well they started. But yes. it'd be good to see Kristaps back, uh, and I. Love watching Seth Curry fire up threes. Love watching Tim Hardaway Jr. fire up threes. And, of course, Luca is Luca uh, doing things we've never Guys. seen anybody do. Not just at 20 years old, but, like, he's putting up just crazy numbers. Uh, yeah. I mean, you mean it, nobody outside of um, European soccer, of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, yeah. yeah we won't. We, there's a few. A few fun comments to be had there. But yeah. No, but Luca, so exciting. I mean, he brings such a great brand of basketball to this city. And so, um, yeah. It's, it's, where do you stand on the um, Where do you stand on the city jerseys? <laughs> I I uh, hey I like the the series throughout the league of the, <laughs> uh, the Mavs ones you know 
hey, they're they're among the f- ones that bring a smile to my face. They're um, they're kind of funny. I saw somebody that said they look like um, Vanilla Ice on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, uh, some sort of combination of that <laughs> design. Yeah, yeah, I think we we had talked a little bit about it, and I, I think over time, I like the colors, but I, I just don't. I like and I like the gear. Yeah. I do not like the jersey. I do not like to see them playing basketball in that. In that. Okay. But I don't mind because I have a hat now. I have a like a shirt, but you're I'm all, in. You're all in. I'm in. Well, uh how about we do this again? How about we I think that's a good idea. I, I would like that. I would like that very much. I would like to sit next to you and talk into the microphone again. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to uh, we'll try to also talk into the microphone, Sean. <laughs> well, this has been Deconstructing Dallas. This is an Allen Media production. We want to thank our bosses, the owners of Allen Media, Jennifer Pascal and Mary Woodley. We want to thank all of our teammates here at Allen Media. And, of course, we want to thank you, our listeners. Please share this podcast with your friends, with your family. Tell them to go to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever they listen. And you all, please leave us a review. Give us five stars. Uh, We'll make it worth your while. One of these days, we'll do a giveaway or some such. I don't know. Follow us on Twitter. I am Sean P. Williams, S-H-A-W-N-P Williams. He is Tremble 15 And um, we'll be back soon. we got a couple of guests that we are choosing from, but we will um, be back soon. Thanks so much. Adios. Adios.